Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. I feel like our listeners' minds right now are just going to be like, like mind blown. Everyone's being like, oh my God, they've hacked the system. Like, why haven't they told us this sooner? Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR top doggy and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. I just did a bit of freestyle on the intro there but... Yeah, mixed it up a little bit. You always keep yours the same. I always freestyle my outro, but yours is like same every week. We need some consistency. Yeah, because it's powerful. It's hard hitting, you know? Yeah, it can't get much better. I think that's the thing. This week, Em, we are giving a massive shout out to someone who actually really inspired this episode topic for us. Shout out to Kristen. She transitioned from a career in not-for-profits, specifically with churches, and she left that a year ago and she was unemployed for a little while and wondering what she was going to do next. She decided she wanted to make a career change into people operations like HR, but had no idea where to start. So what did she do? She listened to the podcast. (laughs) That's exactly right. She used all of our tips to update her resume. She started applying for jobs. And then when she landed an interview, she listened to our episodes on phone screening, asking questions, what to do when you go blank. And it's back again. She even bought a journal, she called it, aka a notebook, to take into the virtual interview. And she just found out she got the job It was definitely because of the notebook. Congratulations, Kristen. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Not only has she been a good little student and taken a notebook, she's done a whole ass career change. That's amazing. I know. And into something completely new that she wanted to. And after not having a job for a while too. Yeah. The job search fatigue is brutal. Absolutely. So really, really well done there, Kristen. And then you have that gap in employment to chat about. She's killed it. So if you want results like that, if you need a bit of help, Sarah's your gal. She has one-on-one sessions and you can find out all about them at www. That's too many W's. Anyway, look us up and you'll find us. (laughs) Yep, I do one-on-one chats with people all around the world. We go through the job that you're preparing for. We practice interview questions. We go through your tell me about yourself and we get you ready and confident for that interview. And it's all recorded so you can watch it back four or five times before your actual call. 
Also, every month we choose one of our Shoot Your Shot shout-out listeners to receive an Interview Boss gift box. If you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we gave you, or you want to request an episode specifically on your situation or industry, slide into our DMs and you could be a lucky, lucky winner. Now, into today's episode, which was inspired by our lovely Kristen making a career change. Yeah, we get a lot of questions about this, about how do I change careers from X into X? And the answer is really that there's a million ways that people change careers and there's not really any one path, I would say, to make a career change. The hardest part, I think, is working out what you want to change careers to. So once you've worked that out, there are actually some really practical ways you can work out the steps to get there, I think. Yeah, definitely. You've just got to know where you want to go. Yeah, exactly. So our first tip here is to start with your LinkedIn profile. We have a full episode with an expert in LinkedIn. If you scroll right back to season one, you'll be able to listen to that. Get your LinkedIn ready out there. Get it all set up because you're going to need to do a bit of networking. I think this is really key with a career change is that you want to make sure that that job that you really want to go into is actually right for you. If you've never done it before and you haven't really been close to it before, I guess, you want to make sure it's actually what you think it's cracked up to be. And networking is the key to find that out. Chat to people. So have informational interviews with people in the role that you want. Ask to go for a coffee. Ask to just pick their brain about what it's like before you make the commitment. Exactly. And you can ask them what they do in their day-to-day role, what they like about it, what they don't like. And also, if they've got any advice for someone who wants to get into the industry, find out what they say. There might be like this great networking group that you can go to. There might be this job board that you don't know about where you can get volunteer work. There's all kinds of insider stuff that Emma and I aren't going to know about that's specific to every single industry. But the people in the industry are usually really open to doing this kind of stuff. So hit up a few people and I guarantee you one of them is going to say yes to having a chat. Also, little psychology trick. We've talked about this before. People like feeling like they're needed and like they're helping you. And so people love the opportunity to go on a coffee date and basically gloat about their career and pass on wisdom. Like it makes them feel good. So shoot your shot, ask them out. Totally. And what about this, Em? How many people do you think have reached out to me and asked if they can talk to me about getting into HR? So many. Zero. Really? Zero. Ever. None. Why? So guess what? If someone did, what do you think I would say? You would be a little giddy girl and you'd be so excited and you'd talk their ear off. Absolutely. And I'm someone who's pretty active on LinkedIn. I've got a podcast for crying out loud. But in terms of like people reach out for advice in general with the podcast, but not specifically on LinkedIn purely because of the fact that I work in HR. People don't get reached out to. This is not a common thing that people do. And most people are flattered with the idea that they could be someone's mentor, that they could share their advice. Sure, some people might be too busy. They may not check their messages or get back to you or whatever, but it's not like they're being bombarded with this kind of stuff. Most of the stuff is like people trying to sell them something, poach them for a job. Asking for a chat when you're someone junior trying to get into the industry is such a pure, lovely request. Just do it please take that piece of advice. Next, you want to hit up the job boards to look at the role you'd like to end up in. If you're trying to have a career change, you need a goal. You need to look up, right, I am going to be a climate risk consultant. I'm going to be a bricklayer. I'm going to be an office manager. Get a label for that bad boy. 
That's exactly right. And also looking up what those jobs are, you can read about them and work out, oh, okay, which types of that job. There might be specializations. There might be things in that job that you can learn about by looking at the actual jobs that have been posted. And also, more importantly, what are the requirements of those jobs? What are they asking for? Are there junior roles that you already meet the requirements of, right? You need to know that. Do you need a diploma? Do you need to go to TAFE and do a little course first? Do you need corporate experience? In order to work out what you need to get there, you need to have the job in mind to work out how you got to get there. That's exactly right. So that's our next tip is to work out what the gap is between what you already have and what they're asking for. And there might be lots of different ways that you can actually fill that gap. Like you said, it might be an actual qualification or a course that you need to do. We had an example, a listener who asked this in our DMs. She wants to make a career change going from working in tax to being a speech pathologist. How great is that? So being a speech pathologist, you do need a qualification. So obviously that's something that you have to tick off. But while you're doing that qualification, what are the other things that you're going to need to be a speech pathologist? So I did a quick Google and had a bit of a look at what you need to be a speech pathologist. Working with children, check. Well, yeah, yep, you could absolutely tick that off. But even you might need some kind of customer service experience, maybe working in tax, maybe you're not very customer facing or client facing. You don't get a lot of kind of conversations with the public. So maybe that's a gap that you can fill. It also talked about communicating with diverse groups of people things like that. Again, something you might not be getting in your current job. So could you go and work in... Go and volunteer for a community organization. Yeah. Could you work in tax or in finance or something for a medical provider, like a doctor's surgery or something like that? So you're dealing with patients and the public understanding that environment. Could you get a customer service role where you're dealing with the public? There's all these kinds of ways that you can think about how do you get a little bit closer to the kind of skills that you're going to need in that job to give you some scenarios you can use in interviews and things too. Yeah, I think that's really helpful to have a little case study there that people can go, oh, okay, I get it. You're not trying to just wake up the next day with a whole new career. It's purposeful. It's calculated. We're being clever with our next moves. So yeah, and if it's not as simple as being able to pick up another job, you can do it by volunteering, internal work experience. For example, you know, in my media department, I could easily go over to another department and be like, hey, I'm kind of interested in this. Can you show me the buttons? That's exactly right. Yeah. I've seen people who worked in the customer service team of a particular organization and they were studying law. And so they went to the legal department and introduced themselves and said, hey, just FYI, I'm studying law. I'd love to get involved in anything you're doing. And if there's a project that comes up that you need an extra pair of hands to just, you know, photocopy some stuff, at least it's legal related, I'd be happy to do it. And sometimes that can work because you're already inside the organization. They can give you little side projects. You're building your literacy on that topic. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview academy. It's linked in the show notes below. 
Also, you want to find out your financial and lifestyle limits. Obviously, a career change gets complicated the more constraints you have. If you're a mum of four, you know, obviously things might be a little bit different. You might need to consider long-term savings goals, stability. It might not be the right time to have an unstable job or be in between jobs. So there's a lot to consider. You know, can you take a pay cut at this time in your life? That's exactly right. How long can you commute from work? How many hours can you afford to be working? With study as well, like can you take that on on top of what's going on in your lifestyle? You might be able to. You may be at a point in your life where, you know, you have a routine with your kids, maybe you're single, maybe you're whatever, and you're thinking, actually, I could actually afford to do that right now. I really could take a pay cut and have some extra time to study. But you need to make sure that you're being realistic with those kinds of things. What kind of a pay cut could you survive? It's important to acknowledge that up front. Yeah. And so we talked about before trying to work out how you can leverage that, you know, the things you're lacking, but you can also leverage what you do have. Can you stay in your industry to change roles? Can you do an internal move to get a bit closer? Yeah. So I guess this is like in our speech pathology tax example, can you use your tax skills for a speech pathology clinic? Or if you're going from admin or customer service into something else, can you do admin or customer service for the business that you would eventually like to be working for in a different capacity? Imagine someone that's an administration assistant that wants to be a doctor one day, but they're not at med school yet, but they just work in the reception at a doctor's surgery, you're exposed to just the whole jargon. The systems as well. Just exposure. Absolutely. And then, oh, stop, I'm getting excited already thinking about the yarn I could spin in there of being like, you know, while I don't have the career experience, I have been soaking up the industry and just being a little sponge. And it's just having this little taster has just further sparked my passion for wanting to do this. I'm just getting so excited thinking about that scenario of the admin person that's going to go work in a doctor's surgery and she wants to study medicine. That just reminds me, like, I did this. I used this narrative when I was in the street fleet, you know, the promotions department applying for news. My cover letter said all this stuff, you know, while I don't have extensive newsroom experience, I've spent the past two years immersing myself in the radio industry, soaking up everything I can. This has only further exacerbated my passion. Like, oh, it just gives you so much more, I guess, credibility to prove you're serious about it, that you're interested, you're doing what you can to be relevant. Definitely. And I love this kind of thinking about it almost the other way, because you're that example, you're going into the company at the lower level job. Well, what about the other example where you're going into the company, into the new job that you actually want, but it's in the same industry that you've already been in. So let's say you worked in like a car company, let's say, like in the automotive industry, and you were just like customer service, admin, something, sales, who knows, something unrelated. And you had finished your degree in marketing, apply for jobs in marketing for automotive car companies, right? Because what you do have is the industry background. And that's what some other people with marketing degrees, they might have more experience than you, but they haven't come from the industry. This is so true, actually. Like, for example, my gap year job was like a rural agriculture silo business and I knew nothing about it at first. And then by the end of that year, I was an expert. And if I went back there now to like write articles and stuff, like even though I'm a first year journalist, they would choose me over probably a more experienced journalist 
because I worked there. I knew the ins and outs. That's exactly right. Or imagine they needed a journalist for, yeah, agriculture, something, whatever. You've got that background now. So, yeah, it's a stretched example. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. But you've got a one up. You know, I used to work in retail while I was at uni. So then working in HR for a retail company, you're like, "Mm, I'm starting to, you know, you're seeing some benefits there because you know what it's like to work in a retail company. You know the ins and outs of retail, working in a store, having a store manager part-time, all that kind of stuff. I feel like our listeners' minds right now are just going to be like, like mind blown. Everyone's being like, oh my God, they've hacked the system. Like, why haven't they told us this sooner? You're welcome. You're welcome. We're here to make life easier. And to come up with these things, this is how recruiters and HR people searching through resumes and stuff, that's how they're going to think. It's really nice to have similar industries and exposure to, as Emma said, the jargon, the wording, the business structures, the systems and processes and things. The behind the scenes knowledge. Exactly. Exactly. To quote our little intro. So yeah, leverage all those things you do have. They are more powerful than you think they are. Also, ask your new connections for advice. Yeah, I mean, people sometimes ask us, hey, Em, you know, hey, Sarah, how do you think I could get a job as a podiatrist? You're like, well, our advice here is pretty transferable, so just use the same advice, but also ask a podiatrist, to be honest, because who's going to know better than them? That's true. I'm not a podiatrist. And again, there might be like these things that you don't know about, you know, there might be like a Facebook group. Sydney podiatrists <laughs> Podi- that you need to get into. Oh, my God. Who knows? Podiatrists are us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to the podiatrists out there, if there are any listening. It's hard to come up with professions when we use these examples. You just have to be like, what's popping into my head? Sydney podiatrists are us. This is a Facebook group for all people who love feet. For all people who have a common goal of working with feet, join this group. We share advice about plantar fasciitis. Well, you never know, Emma. Maybe there is. I'm going to look that up later to see if there is a Sydney podiatrist group. There probably is. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Probably. Anyway, also, take-home piece of advice. We're at that point in the episode. It's time to hit you with the pointy take-home message. Okay. Do it. A ship in the harbour is safe. But that's not what ships are built for. Wow. (laughs) I really like that quote. Don't tease me. Apparently now we put embarrassing inspirational quotes in our episodes. But if it's going to inspire you, we're here for it. We're advice, inspiration and support. I just liked that one because your career that you're already in is, is safe. You already know it. You could easily continue to progress. But if you're wanting to make a career change, just do it. Honestly, here's a thing that also blew my mind that it's so obvious, but it's just a different way of thinking about it. And I'm hoping someone listening might have the same realization. It's easy to get into the mindset of thinking, oh, I'd have to do you know a two-year course and then I'd be 35 by the time I finish that. I'd be 41. I'd be 55, whatever the age is. Besties, you're going to be 35 anyways. So you're either 35 doing the thing Or 35 not doing the thing. That's exactly right. The time's going to pass anyway. And then you're going to be 35 with no degree when you could have been 35 with a degree. You will get to that age anyway. So you may as well do the thing. Do the thing. That's it. That's all we're ending on that note. Do the thing. You can do it. That's it. Goodbye. You can do it. Thanks. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices and our inspirational quotes, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone about the podcast. That's how we hit the charts and we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. Listener.